Welcome back, Richard. It's good to see you. I, I missed you last week. Oh, tell us about last week, Doctor. You know, I um I had some uh I had to have some dental work done, and so we all none of us wanted us to be recording last last week uh, because of that. So it's good to be back, right? <laughs> you would have been drooling. No, <laughs> you've been sitting here. So, yeah, you had serious dental work, and then they put you on all those drugs and everything. So yeah, yeah. So um, I'm. But it I'm, took you a long I'm, time to recover. I'm close to to recover now, but it's it's yeah, good to be back and, and to see your uh, smiling Beautiful face. My movie star, good looks. That's hey, a, um, what's the date today? February twenty fourth. So somebody told me the other day. She said, "Yeah, we're coming back in March," and I thought March. That's oh, then I realized March is next week. Right? Yeah, the next yeah, podcast yeah. we do, it'll be March. It sure will, and we are we're, we're flying through uh, the first two months already. But um, you know. And today, our topic today, I think, is uh, going to be the start maybe of, of a few few weeks where we talk about right. uh, the topic of memory. And, um, you know, recently there was this, uh, we, we, we try to avoid a lot of political talk on the podcast for, right. for, for many reasons. Um, uh, for, for obvious reasons, you know, it, it just is so divisive and um, we just don't want to get into there and let let some of those kinds of issues cloud the the, the information we're trying to share with everyone. But right. recently there was the the report from the special counsel about you know president's uh, president Biden's handling of the classified documents and stuff. And in the in that report, they they talk about his memory and um, the top. President Biden's memory has been on the forefront of conversation in a lot of the 24-hour news cycles recently. And so we thought that this would be a great opportunity to kind of talk about that a little bit and, and really address what memory is and what forgetting right. is and what memory impairment is and, and, and kind of focus on that topic a little bit today. Yeah, this this story exploded uh, because of uh, HERS report. And um and I, I looked at it, and it's very easy to politicize these things. Right. You know, there are obvious political implications in what he said. Uh, he made comments like, "President is a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory," and um, yes, there are political overtones there. But I thought, let's talk about memory. It, it gives us a perfect opportunity to delve into this topic. It's it's something that most of us don't know very much about. There's a lot of mis there there are uh, many misunderstandings about memory, and um, so we thought, well, this is this is really provides a good opportunity for us to talk about this. Absolutely, because what the what the special counsel uh, focused on was that uh, Biden was unable to remember in in that interview. He said Biden was unable to remember the the date of his son's death, and the years of his vice presidency, um, but. And then we could talk. We could talk for a long time about about those two things, but what we what it's important to remember is that they were they were interviewing Biden about the documents. That was the topic that they right. were interviewing him. So for them to switch to a different topic, that is his any topic. It's it's not his son's. It's any other topic. Right. You have to shift attention very quickly. And that's something that none of us do well. Even young people don't do that well. 
because you 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 have a context. And Bernie, you you said when we were preparing this, you said if you meet somebody in a different place, right? You know, you, you have to search your bank memory banks to say where do I know this person? Absolutely. I mean, think about think about your kids. You know, your your kid goes to school every day, right? Their teacher very well, but then one day you're in the grocery store, and then here comes the teacher walking up, and your kid's like wait a minute, who, what's going on, you know, right. completely out of sorts. And so context is so important. And, and, and so you're, you're absolutely right there. While this um, report uh, from uh, Robert Herr um, has a lot of information in it, um, some of it with, with very strong political undertones, the, the, the attack, the, the conversation or the, the, the points made about memory, we have to look at those within a particular context. We have to look at those as it relates to what is what is typical, what is expected, what is um, you know what is normal in different circumstances as it relates to a person's memory. Um, you know they they talk about the um, uh, you know you you said he he's described as sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with poor memory. Um, and in no way is this meant to de- to defend Joe Biden, but at the same time, I, I mean, he-, he is many of those things. Um, but to talk about memory, you know, I-, I think that we often on this podcast talk about the-, the the dangers of diagnosing and just throwing diagnoses out, and and so to say that because somebody forgot a date or couldn't remember a, a date or something. And say, oh well, then he must have a poor memory. I think is dangerous, and, and we have to be careful that we don't that we don't jump to some of those things too much. And again, that's why I think it's really important that we're talking about this today because, look, man, we all forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, we all forget things sometimes. Well, you know, when I when I first saw that sentence, I said, "An elderly man with a poor memory," and you think now some people would say, "Yes, he has a poor memory," and they they built they take that they extend it out. My first thought was, wait a minute, what do you mean he has a poor memory? Right. Who di- Who made that diagnosis? Because Bernie, you know, when we are asked to do those diagnoses right. with people who have what looks like the beginning of memory loss, the elderly, the 60, 70, 80 year olds who have that, it's a very difficult, uh, it's a very tricky diagnosis to make. And you have to do a battery of neuropsychological tests to determine that it's a it's it's especially in early memory loss the beginnings of memory loss it's very difficult to differentiate whether it's just normal aging or if it's some uh, uh the beginnings of some dementing disorder right. and so just to throw out that he has a poor memory from a from a psychological neuroscientific standpoint um, that raises all kinds of questions what do you mean poor memory who made the diagnosis how did you determine that um, so these are all questions. And then you say, well, wait a minute, maybe we ought to take a look at this and, and take a deeper dive into memory and say, let's, let's look at memory and try to determine exactly what Biden did or didn't do. Right. Um, because the other thing to remember is that this interview occurred two days after Hamas attacked Israel after that, that bloody, um, uh, uh, invasion. Um, and so the president was, did have other things on his mind. I mean, sure. to be fair. Absolutely. And so um, 
let's let, to say that somebody has a poor memory raises a number of other questions. And we thought, well, this is a good time maybe to, to address some of those questions and uh, bring us all up to date on what it means to have a poor memory or a memory disorder. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I the, the last comment about the 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 as it relates to to Biden is the um, because when people make those kinds of statements, other people begin to expound from that. And um, exactly. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've had a number of, of people that I work with, patients and stuff who who come in and, you know, they're frustrated with the way that things are at this time. And, they, and they'll say, well, you know, that that report came out and said that, you know, well, since he has since he's an you know elderly man, you know, with poor memory, you know, they're not even going to charge him with things because they said it won't even matter because he doesn't remember anyways. <laughs> and it's like, n- no, the report didn't say that at all. Right. Right. But because, you know, people take this one piece of information and then they extrapolate from that to to all these other things. It, it's just, again, very, very, very dangerous, I think, at times to to make some of those generalizations. And so. When we think about memory, it is important to remember that that we all forget sometimes, and, and really important to remember that you know most of us start to show some some forms of decline in our memory as early as our thirties. <laughs> people need to understand that you know right. that this decline that we're talking about. Uh, we talk about normal aging, uh, right? Memory, uh, uh, because of normal aging, that begins in our thirties. Right. Okay. You're never going to be better than in your twenties. Right. So if you're going to do something important, you better use those not to travel around Europe with a backpack, but those are your best cognitive years are in your twenties. So don't, don't, don't give those away. And you're right. The decline begins in our thirties and people don't realize that. Right. And so when we think about memory, you know, the, one of our, one of our memory structures, one of the structures in our brain that really is, you know, a, a linchpin, a, a very important component uh, of memory is the pre- prefrontal cortex. And, right. you know, as we've talked about before, the prefrontal cortex is really the last area of the brain to, to finish in development, but it's also the first area of develop, uh, of our brain that is the first to, to, to degrade. It's the first area to start to, to right. uh, de- deconstruct or, um, you know, lose some of its effectiveness and lose some of its um, efficiency. And so that's all of our executive functions, like working memory and inhibition and attention and some of those kinds of things. So it's the last, it's the last to get fully developed and the first to start going away. And that's very important. People, you all know, because you've all heard that the brain doesn't finish maturing until we're in our mid twenties. You've all heard that on the news what's developing is the prefrontal cortex, but, but it looks like it's also the first to begin to degrade and to lose functional capacity. And all the things we're talking about, working memory, inhibition, uh, selective attention, um, all those things are housed in the frontal, in the prefrontal cortex, in the frontal lobe of the brain. And so as we age and as the frontal lobe begins to degrade, all those things diminish, all those, all those functional capacities begin to diminish. Um, and so if you're over 50 or 60 years of age, you tend to be more distractible. You, mm-hmm. tend, to, you tend to be less attentive. Uh, processing takes longer. Um, one of my, my, I have a relative 
who asked, you know, he's, a, he's in his sixties and he asked me, you know, do, am I getting this or am I getting that? Or do I have Alzheimer's? I said, no, it processing takes longer when you're older. Mm-hmm. Walking takes longer at 70 than it did at 20. Right. Um, anything you do takes longer at 70 than it did at 20. It's no different with, with cognition. It takes a little longer at 70 than it did at 20. Right. And, and, and you know, we, just to, to draw some comparisons, because we, you know, we, we tend to, again, thinking about this report um, and all about uh, President Biden, you know, we look at that and we say, oh, you know, you know, 80, what, 83 and, you know, he's he's elderly and he's this and he's that. I mean, he's the same age as Harrison Ford and <laughs> Paul McCartney. And right. so we don't we don't necessarily question their competency. Um, you know, Harrison Ford remembers lines to movies and Paul McCartney remembers the lyrics to the songs and he writes new songs and he's, you know, all of these different things. And so the age in and of itself isn't uh, uh, necessarily indicative of any particular impairment or limitation. Um, and so, so again, we just have to be be careful when we, when we're thinking about, you know, attributing something just because of age. Right. And the other, the other thing is, is that you can't, you have, we have to be cautious that we don't judge a person's mental capacity their, their their total mental capacity on a single part of of their memory system right. and and so um memory's relevant of course it's important that you remember these things right but but there are other factors um someone was oh there was a fellow interviewed the other day and he's uh, uh he's been in congress for years been in leadership positions for years and he said uh, the young are needed for their strength and the elderly are needed for their knowledge and their wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need both. And so um, as you age, you also develop uh, maturity, emotional regulation, um, knowledge of relevant facts. And all of those things are preserved and probably improve with age. So so the elderly have abilities and skills and knowledge and information that the that youngsters just don't possess yet okay absolutely so research so it's more than just verbal memory mm-hmm. and when we talk about and that brings us to the next point right what we're talking about in this when he talks about he has a poor memory he has a poor he has diminished verbal recall mm-hmm. which is normal all right but that's only one of three memory systems in our brain. Right. We we have we have three types of memory. You have motor memory. You don't forget how to brush your teeth. You, if you live long enough, you'll probably forget how to do that. But uh, you don't forget how to make coffee in the morning. You don't forget how to cook an egg. Those are motor memories. You also have episodic memories, which are the episodes of your life. Mm-hmm. You remember. You recall birthdays and significant events. And then there's verbal memory. And that's what we're talking about with Biden. So we're only talking about one part of a a complex memory system. And it's still, even memory is only one part of a larger cognitive system. So we're talking about a a splinter of of, uh, all these cognitive abilities. 
Absolutely. And, and for those who want to look more into this, um, some other names for those those three memory systems is um, what, what you're referring to as motor memory is also called procedural um, yeah. memory, um, episodic memory. And then the verbal memory is also called semantic memory. Right. And um, but but yeah, it, it's you remember how to do things. You remember, you know, um, you remember how to drive a car. And, and if you think, if you want to like test your, your procedural memory, uh, get into a car that where the steering wheel is on the opposite side. Right. Um, right. And then all of a sudden you're trying to, you, you're having to remember everything all over again, because right. that procedural memory is then being put to the test. And, um, but otherwise, you know, you get in and your body just moves because it knows how to follow those procedures. Yeah, um, brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Right. Right. You know, and, and you, you realize, okay, so you got this memory in your hand, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so there's three types of memory system. And when we talk about true memory impairment, um, we're taught, we tend to talk about limitations that sort of span across various, um, all three of those different areas. People right. start to have problems with all of these different types of memory because their brain isn't accessing those memory systems the same way. It, right. It's not, um, man, I know I forgot the date of, of when that happened, or it's, you know, I forget, I can't remember her name. That's not a memory impairment. That's what we're getting to next. And that is, that's forgetting. You, you forgot a person's name. Um, it's not a memory impairment. It's not a memory right. loss. Right. <laughs> that, that, yeah, there, it, I like the way one author put it. He said, there's, there's two types of forgetting. There's a forgetting with a small f, and there's a forgetting with a capital or major uh, case f. And when we talk about senior moments, we're usually talking about small f. Right. And small f is, it's that tip of the tongue phenomenon. Like I know what it is, but I just can't remember it. Um, or you, you have it somewhere, but you just can't retrieve it. That's a retrieval problem. Okay. That's not a, you're not, it's there somewhere. You just right. can't retrieve it at that moment. And that's happened to all of us. Um, and that's usually, that's oftentimes a contextual issue, like we were talking about earlier. Exactly. It's, you know, if you're used to seeing someone or doing something in a particular context, and then all of a sudden you're exposed to that in a different context, right? your brain has to work a little bit harder to put those pieces together for you to make those connections. Right. Um, that That's not, uh, you know, capital forgetting. That is, that. that's just, your brain is taking a little bit extra time to put those things together. That, that's mm -hmm. that's not a um, a neuro neuropsychological problem. Yeah, if you're doing if you're working on some complex task and you're completely absorbed in it, and somebody taps you on the shoulder and asks you a question, it's going to take you a minute or more to transition to that new topic. Okay, you just don't you don't just spit things out like a like a supercomputer. Um, the the way our brain works is you have to redo the context you have to you have to capture that new context and then retrieve that information so this is the this is the typical stuff that we laugh about uh don't i lost my wallet i lost my keys where are my glasses oh dad they're on your head um you know you look all over the house and you're, you're wearing them that's normal forgetting that happens to everybody starts in your 30s and it goes across the rest of your life that's different from a memory that is not there, that's lost, 
or gone, right. it, or you could not make the new memory. Uh, when we talk about Alzheimer's, we're talking about individuals who whose brain structure has deteriorated, the, the structure that makes new memories deteriorates. It, it just breaks down. And so they can't make new memories. They can remember old memories, but they can't make new memories. And that is the capital F forgetting. Right. Um, you don't, it's not that you can't remember the person's name. You don't have any recognition of the person or you have no memory of ever meeting that person before. That's a different kind of forgetting. That's that's the kind of, that's, that's not what we're talking about if you can't recall a date um, at a particular moment in time. So, Absolutely. yeah, understand that there are two. Biden couldn't re recall his son's date at that moment, but he knows that he had a son. He knows that he had a son who was killed. He knows that they have a service for him every Memorial Day. Um, and so he has memory. He, it's, he's, he's not, that's not the issue, okay? And this brings us to a an interesting question for all of us. So what is the difference between normal aging, cognitive impairment, and what we refer to as dementia? And right. I think that's what most people, especially people over 60 or 65 or 70, and their family members, I think that's the important question that people are asking today is what is normal aging? What is cognitive impairment and what is true dementia? Absolutely. And, and as you can imagine, there's some, um, the lines are a little bit blurry sometimes mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, well, and, first off, what is normal? Who knows what normal is? Um, right. But but there is there are some anticipated declines that happen as we as we age. We said earlier that, you know, people, we tend to, start forgetting things, um, you know, in our thirties and, and right. this, um, you know, this just there, there's a slight, um, increase in, in that curve as we get older. Right. Um, and so we, we experience, you know, memory loss along the way and it, and it starts continues to increase in, in, as we get older into our sixties and seventies. Um, right. But but it's but it's typical, you know. There, it's not really noticeable. It's like oh, it takes dad a little bit longer to remember this, or you know, mom keeps calling me my brother's name, or, or something like that. Now she knows that you're not your brother. She knows that she has two sons, but she calls you your brother's name because you know it's just, it's just those connections maybe aren't as quick or as fast as they they once were. But but a lot of that is just typical normal aging. Right. The other, my kids laugh at me all the time because I rarely use the right name with any of the kids and, um, and they'll laugh. But, and I say to them, I said, look, <laughs> as you get older, you have more stuff to think about. You have more obligations. You have more stuff to think about um, than you did in your twenties. Twenties is a blissful time. You know, you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about what you're going to eat and where you're going to go out and who you're going to be with. When you get to your fifties and sixties, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so, you, you can still do the same stuff, but there's a lot more clutter that you have to work through. So processing takes a little longer. So as far as normal aging is concerned, we do our best in our 20s, declines after that. 40% of us will experience some degree of memory loss after age 65. It's just normal. All the declines, hearing, vision, they all decline after that age, okay? So why should memory be any different? 
In Canada, they call this age-associated memory impairment, A-A-M-I, age-associated memory impairment. So you can have trouble with remembering where your glasses are, but it's not disrupting your life in any significant way. You can still work, you still have family functions, you remember birthdays, you can still drive your car. So in age-related memory impairment, what we call senior moments, you can still function. You can complete tasks like cooking and baking and laundry and all those things. You you can still learn new things. People, you know, learn a foreign language, learn a new sport, learn how to do something. And there are no medical conditions causing your memory problems. And, and I think that's going to be an important distinction when we talk about the dementing disorders, because there is some underlying cause in a dementing disorder that doesn't, um, you know, I'm in an age where, yeah, I'm forgetting stuff, but I don't have any disease process. I don't have any, 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 um, you know, uh, any known disease process that's causing it. So I'm in that age-associated memory impairment, but anybody over 40 is. Okay? Right. So, so that's the first one. That's normal aging. That's not going to be a problem for most people. Right. The second level is what's called mild cognitive impairment, MCI. Right. And, and what mild cognitive impairment, now we're talking about, you know, the memory impairment is getting it to be a little bit more serious to the point mm -hmm. where other people are noticing it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're recognizing that, man, you're really having a hard time. You know, you you have no memory that we had breakfast this morning um, or, you know, you don't recall that we arrived last night um, mm -hmm. for the visit. Um, you know, it, it's you're, you're still able to go to work, maybe, and you're still able to do some of those kinds of things. But family and friends are starting to notice that you're, you're forgetting some things that are that may be important um, in life. And at this point, now you're starting to see some of these memory impairments show up on like neuropsychological testing. Um, you know, you can still do most of your daily tasks, but when it comes to forming new memories and when it comes to, you know, that ability to recall things from the past, you're starting to have a little bit more difficulty to the point where um, you're needing some extra help or needing some extra support um, because of the, that memory loss. Yeah, I think this mild cognitive impairment from, from, from a personal and professional perspective is the most difficult to yeah. judge. Um, the, and, and, and so what we say to people is, is, are the memory losses becoming more frequent? You know, it's okay. I left my wallet in a pair of shorts the other day, okay? And, but I knew enough to look for it later in the day, you know, I knew I was going out and I said, Oh, I need my wallet. And so then I had to go back. So yeah, I forgot to take it out of my shorts, but I remembered a few hours later that I needed if I'm going to go grocery shopping. Okay. But if the, if the episodes of forgetting are becoming more frequent or they're getting worse, yeah. then, um, you know, even even familiar things are, are becoming more difficult for a family member, then you're probably moving from age-related or age-associated to a cognitive impairment, okay? And that's the best that we can do is we, we simply say, you can still do most daily tasks, but everybody's beginning to notice that the memory lapses are more frequent and they're, they're, they're a little longer and you're not recovering as quickly. And that's the best we can do. Yeah. At that point, 
now you probably have to have some assessments. If, if you're beginning to suspect that a family member has that kind of memory loss, then you probably ought to consult with a medical professional because you're going to run, you're going to want to do uh, some brain scans to see if the person is experiencing strokes or has a lesion, has some kind of uh, damage to the brain. So now you want to start looking for some underlying cause. Absolutely. And, and, and ruling out other things, medical things like thyroid problems and depression and, and some of those kinds of things. But yeah, as this mild cognitive impairment progresses, you know, 10 to 15 percent or so will start to develop, um, you know, dementia within a year or so. Um, and about a third will within the next five years. So, so it, but Barney, it's, that's an important, you know, you say 10 to 15 percent. But remember, 85 to 90% won't right. develop dementia, okay? So again, we're talking about, even if you have mild cognitive impairment, there's a better than even chance that it's, you have a pretty good chance that you're not gonna develop a dementing disorder. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to dementia, this is one of those that we probably need to spend an entire podcast on because dementia, um, you know, people tend to think of dementia as a thing. You know, dementia is a diagnosis and, and Oftentimes people, you know, use dementia synonymously with Alzheimer's, for example. Um, but there are actually many different types of dementia. And, and basically what dementia is, is a, is a medical condition, is a medical disorder right. um, that is where, where memory is impaired, cognitive functioning is impaired, but it's impaired for a particular reason. Alzheimer's has to do with these plaques and tangles that, that form in your brain. We're not even necessarily mm -hmm. sure how it really happens. And, you know, many of you may not know that, you know, Alzheimer's cannot actually even be formally confirmed until after the person has passed away. And there's been an autopsy to look at the, look at the brain, you know, the brain structure itself. Um, but there, there are other types of dementia like Lewy bodies and um, vascular dementia and Parkinson's and some of these other types of dementia that, have profound effects on people's functioning, um, but they're different than Alzheimer's. They're different than than other types. So it may be one of those things that we really need to um, spend some time on in, in another podcast. But, you know, what, about five to eight, maybe 10% of people develop dementia. Um, dementia at, at a level where, you know, it, it's really impairing um their functioning and, and, and their life and um, different things. So, um, so it is a significant thing to be concerned about. Um, right. I lost my grandfather um, due to complications with Alzheimer's. And so it's, it's horrible to watch the disease progress. Um, but it's, um, but it's very different than, than some of the typical aging that we've talked about and even the mild cognitive impairment that we just talked about. Right. Yeah, it's a very different. Um, in fact, in DSM-5 uh, and the, the latest edition, um, this is one of those rare disorders that we can find a cause. We can do a test mm -hmm. for most disorders, uh, depression, anxiety, ADHD. There's no medical test. Right. But for the dementing disorders, there are medical tests. Sometimes we can't do them until autopsy. But there are ways to determine there. We, we have tools to make a uh, we can say this is this is what's causing the disorder. Right. But the important thing to remember with the dementing disorders, that's a disease process. It's not part of normal aging. It's not part of normal anything. It is a disease process right. um, and it has nothing to do with normal aging. And, and again, probably 10 percent or fewer 
uh, people will have a true dementing disorder. But these are complicated questions that we're only beginning to understand. So I think maybe in, in, a, in a future podcast, we ought to talk about it in more detail, and sort of fill in some of the gaps and, um, and sort of uh, present a more um, comprehensive picture of this process, this aging process, and the disease process that affects um, at least uh, some of us. Absolutely. So, so be patient, be calm, <laughs> relax. Yeah, don't just, you know, when you hear he has a poor memory, I don't think her's a neuropsychologist, you know, I mean, you have to be very careful when you, when we see these things, what do they really mean? Right. Yeah. And if you're having any problems with your memory or if it's becoming, mm-hmm. concerning, you know, talk to someone, have an evaluation, see a, a, a neuropsychologist or a neurologist or see someone, talk to your, uh, uh, primary care physician uh, about your concern and um, be evaluated, see what's going on, make sure if it's um, something to be concerned about, or if it's just part of normal aging right. and, um, you know, and then proceed from there. So, all right. Well, that is it. We'll be back next week. And until then stay happy, stay healthy and forget to be afraid.